When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey, what's going on, people? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel Tavuk. It's that boy, how full double to that H, bro. We do the podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram. All the links are in the description. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Acast, anywhere where you listen to podcasts, subscribe, follow, whatever their thing is. You know, hit the button, hit the like button, whatever it is. And yeah, I'm at Daniel to look half hope. Where can the people get you? Where can the people get you? Find your boys halffootballhots.com. Indeed. You're close to 25k on YouTube, bro. Yeah, man. Do my thing, man. I feel Do like that's thing. a milestone. Nah, 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 nah. I, I, <laughs> I keep walking each day and every day. I don't I don't believe in milestones, man. I just believe each day is a new day to walk. We keep working, man. We keep working. Let's start the show. Can I be real with you? I just thought, ah, City's playing Tottenham. I think it was at the Etihad. Am I right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's three points. <laughs> not, not that you don't watch the game, because obviously it's football. Anything can happen. But you just wrote that one down. That City three points, and they continue their kind of, I don't know, march to the title. But your boy Harry Kane came through. Two big goals. Liverpool, if they do what they're meant to do, which is win the game in hand that they have, I think that makes it 60-63. And then there, I think there's a game in May, maybe April. No, April. April 9th. April 9th. You always have the dates. Um, <laughs> I, just, I know something's out there. I don't know exactly when, but half hope will tell you. March 9th. I always know the dates of the big games. So if it's a big game, so I always give it whether it's Jan 12, Feb 9, Feb 1, up 9. Like that's what it is. If it's a big game, I've, I've got it locked in. And I yeah. think that could potentially, if they keep winning and winning, that could potentially be. Now, it may not be because maybe Liverpool will slip, but if they keep on winning, oh, up 9. That could be a huge game. See, so. if, if the game was next week, it's a big deal. The game is months from now. So who knows what's going to happen through March, through April, like we don't know. So it seems like, ooh, you know, it's close, but Liverpool could easily drop points. City, City could go on a winning run, or or who knows? Maybe City just keep dropping points and the game's not. Back at like, um, yeah. Was it the, I think it was the 2019, basically, or was it 2018 when it was 97? No, 98, 97. So you know that these guys can go on a crazy winning run. Mm. Crazy winning run. Because I was, I was, I was asking, Guys on the hangout, that um, has there ever been a season where the top two teams have accumulated that amount of points? Because not at one point, I think Real or something got to 100, but if you combine the points of first and second, has it been as much as that 98 97 point EPL season? I'm not sure. I think that was that 2018 19 because they 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 won the league in the COVID year. Which would have been 2019 20. Yes, I think okay, maybe it was 18 19. Maybe it was 18 19. Maybe, yeah, I'm because 2018 sure. yeah, like... was um, 100 points. Yeah, 2018 was 100 points, 2019 was 90, was 98 points. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm not like a football historian on that level to where I could add up like who has the most points ever, but it, it that has to be up there. And and it's not like one team got 110 and the other one got. 80 and then you can add them together and it's like a big number it's like they were very close together so it was it, what was it? it was the it was the, the the john stones clearance right that was the difference in that season was that was that john stones i think it was john stones he made like a clearance off the yeah, line in their game 
and that, I can't remember. I'm that not sure was, it might have been it might have been but what's it called I'm just looking at the numbers so in that season City won 32 drew two lost four mm. Liverpool won 30 drew seven lost mm. one that one game was 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 the Clarence game and the game where Sanis got the winning but it just shows you that like yeah they lost four but that's just it's just how math works. Like too it's many those draws. Those too draws. many draws. You can't be a painter and win the league. You have to win games, bro. You can't draw. Because I always say that like a draw is cool. Remember, a draw is only one more points than a, a loss. You know. Oh yeah, a draw is two points dropped. It's not yeah. one point gained. Yeah. Un- it's, unless it's, it's in a particular situation of like last game of the season, we just can't lose. And that and that way you're it's a, it is what it is. It's a draw. Like you're just blanking it. But I mean, it, it, it's essentially... one point means more for relegation teams than teams chasing a title. Do you think Liverpool have it within them to to charge, as it were? If you look at the form of Jota, Salah, Diaz seems to be an interesting player. Amani, who knows what you're going to get from him these days? But I think they have it within them. To go on a run, it's just it's it's in City's hands, obviously. What do you think Liverpool are capable of doing, and then what um, do you think they will do? Because those are two different things. Oh, it's true. Someone actually sends me a message about this, but I can't find it. About you know injuries, man. There are always some injuries they have. See, my thing is if they have no key injuries, if there are no key injuries, I think that Liverpool have a very good chance because of the attacking options. So I think you have to look at basically many, okay, many elements. Konate, I think that's a damn good defender. And I think he's going to form a great partnership with Van Dijk. Um, Luis Diaz, he's already fit. So there isn't like a cooling period of like trying to adapt to the team. It seems as if he's already an amazing fit. So that's already great scouting. Salah's disappointment in the AFCON, I think, is going to give him extra motivation for this season. Mm. You know, because sometimes a disappointment can make you even more laser focused. Similar to. So remember, um, (laughs) 2018 World Cup. What was the big story of the 2018 World Cup? Big player, national team, didn't really happen, was a horrendous campaign. A, ge- a generational talent, national team, went completely belly up. Oh, are you asking me a question? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Messi, Ronaldo. There we go, Messi, Messi. Boom. <laughs> Take your pick. When Messi arrived back, the guy, there were guys waiting for him at the airport. He didn't say anything, went through. Now, what ha- I remember that was not leading into the 18-19 season. Mm-hmm. And I've said that. I understand 92 goals in a calendar year. I understand all of that. For me, that is Messi's best ever season. In terms of goal scoring, playmaking, creating, and, 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 and the in terms of how much he had to carry a team without Iniesta, without Javi, without Villa, without Eto'o, so forth. Had to literally carry a team on his back. I've never seen one guy contribute so much and add so much value in attack to a team like Messi did in that season. Mm-hmm. And that's after disappointment. So a disappointment can actually be a blessing for that team that is now the recipient of that um disappointment. So um so yeah. the the disappointment can be a benefit to the team that has the star player. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's what Liverpool now have with Salah because what she wants is the best way to rid yourself of that disappointment is to just go hard and just go crazy mm. as an individual for that next season because it will because obviously for, for Messi that, that would have painted because he knew how the team didn't function well yeah. they were messed up in playing well Croatia beat the crap out of them and then you know what happened against France happened against France you know so and the best thing you want to do just is just the best way to get that behind you is to just play well and play super well for yeah. your club or so forth. Is there anything else from from that game? Spurs. Um, if we look oh, at it from the oh, from Kane. from the Tottenham side of things, look, look, look Kane. So, okay, so here's the thing about Kane. 
people were saying, okay, half for apologize, you bastard. Sorry. <laughs> um, I said, no, no, I'll give you a semi-apology because I still need to go in a World Cup semi, Euro semi, UCL semi from open play. <laughs> I still need need that from open play. So rebounds from penalties don't count. You know, laser tags, laser tags, laser tags. So <laughs> technically, it did come from open play. Okay, go ahead. No, and laser tags. Oh, yeah, okay, then. <laughs> yeah. So and also. Rebounds from penalties don't don't discuss as in an actual open play that does not involve a anything that uh, that to do with a free or, or I, hear you, I hear you. I hear no, no, but I'll give no. He came up clutch, bro. Like that is what you expect from your star player, because at two two, I was like, okay, it's over. But here's the thing, Kane, hundred percent, he's the guy that would grab the headlines. When Swatton got to Benson Co, I was like, eh. I was like, Juve, why are you selling Kulusevski? Because we'll obviously get to Torino and so forth, but it's like, that's a really good young player, <laughs> you know. So why would you say Kulisevsky? And this was his first start. One goal, an assist. I think that is a very, very good signing for Tottenham, man. Very good signing. Do you know, I think Spurs have been involved in the best three games of the league this season. So the Liverpool against Tottenham game where they should have won, but it was a 2-2 draw, was a really, really good game. Then the Leicester game where they won it, like I think it was goal 95, goal 97, like Bergwijn's thing. There's something about Spurs this season where it's like it's either like really, really good, really, really bad. They're like a Jekyll and Hyde kind of team. Another thing I saw that just popped into my mind for whatever reason is Pep Guardiola is the only person who's lost to Pochettino, Mourinho, uh, Nuno, <laughs> and Conte <laughs> as uh, you know that kind of quartet of, of Spurs managers. He's the oh, only uh-huh. one who's lost to them. So, yeah, Spurs are just a very interesting team. And like, we kind of got into this last week, so I don't want to you know, beat a dead horse, but... Um, Conte came out with an interview recently where he was just sitting on the couch. I don't know what's up with these interdudes. Like, just why are you guys giving these interviews about the team that you're with? Conte was just like, look, we we are on a level with Aston Villa and Leicester. He was just going on all these things. I was just like, why are you saying this publicly? But maybe he's like, I can't be sacked. Tottenham is still a poison chalice because I bet you that when they play Burnley, they'll, they'll drop points against Burnley. Like, I'm not putting money on Tottenham getting the, the top four. Like, United will still get a top four position. That's, that's going to happen. That's that's so. their nature. It's the Jekyll and Hyde thing. Like, yeah. Is it Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Yeah. I think. Um, oh, no, but also, you know, there's a theory that says that Kane was twerking for Pep and City, as in, this is what you could have bought. So, maybe he just saved that performance specifically for Pep. Hmm. It's interesting. If you think about like the 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 Mbappe thing in midweek as well, where he just like yeah. Yeah. dumped on Madrid, it's just like, hey, you guys just pay the money, <laughs> like even more money. But I don't that it's different in a way. Why not? Is it Spurs don't want to sell, or they'll only sell for the right price? PSG are just like he's not leaving. You'd have to, you could, I think you could give them a billion, we'll give you a billion pounds for Mbappe. I still think they'd keep him. Just out of yeah. the principle of we don't sell star players. They don't need the, no, no, they don't need the money. Like exactly, why, that's the scary thing about what PSG are about. Because in a normal football world, 200, 250 will, will give you for so a player with is, twelve it's, months it's something on very contract, scary. Yeah. Like it's something very scary if we're living in a world where you can offer a club a billion and they have the ability to say no. That's scary. <laughs> That is scary. He had 12 yeah. months 12 months left on his contract and the, if the reports are to be believed with you know TikTok and all those things in the, in the mm. last summer they offered like 120 150 for a player with 12 months on his contract and PSG were yeah. like nah <laughs> crazy crazy nah nah cuz we need him and to be fair they were right <laughs> They, they need, I mean, if, if we're looking at how Messi and and Messi and Neymar are moving now, they actually need this star kid. Man. Exactly. Like, is there any argument to say if they didn't have Mbappe, Messi would look better? I don't think anyone could make that argument. It might be mm-hmm. true that you know, if there's less 
chefs in the kitchen that two might be better than three in a way, but I don't, I can't see anybody making that argument and I believe it. So you actually do need that guy because he yeah. is that guy. So that yeah. good, I still can't remember what I was going to say about Spurs. It'll come to me after I press stop on the, on the record. <laughs> so it is what it is. I forgot what I was going to say. It was going to be profound and great. And oh. people were going to be like, oh, damn, Daniel, I never thought of it like that. But hey, you know, it, happens, it, is it, is. it is what it is. Um, Chelsea. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Sky Sports are messed up for tweeting that out, you know. They didn't have to do that, bro. Can I be real? If you look at those seven touches, they were pretty good. It's just it's only seven of them. And that's not good enough. I joined your your post match just because this was the first Chelsea game I watched in in weeks. <laughs> it feels like because I didn't watch the Club World Cup games because I was sick. But what were your what were your thoughts having you know forty eight hours or so? This team is broken, man. If Palace, they just have the quality of 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 players, you know, like Chelsea just managed just to get the goal, but it's like they didn't necessarily really deserve to win. But yeah, no, look, like the the team, it's it's a mess. It's a mess, you know. Like Havertz playing out wide doesn't work. No. Um, even if ZH may be the best attacking player, he still isn't gelling well with the rest of the team. Lukaku isn't connecting with the rest of the team on the midfield. I still don't know what Jorginho provides, and I think a big issue, big issue, is Kante, because Kante being out of form. I think has is is really hampering the the team. So, because if Kant is out of form, I know that George Jorginho is useless. You're like, oh man, it's, you know. So it's a mess. And you have Mamalangsa, who really is a central the the defender, but is moonlighting as a left back because Alonso is the antichrist. So it's <laughs> it's 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 a mess, man. It's a mess. No, no, but but, but again, it's, it's so funny. Like again. If you ask any Chelsea fan, you know that this is the only time when every single Chelsea fan will have the same exact answer. When was the last time that Chelsea actually played well? Juventus. Every there is no Chelsea fan that will give you another answer unless they are brainless. Like they, everyone will say, "Oh," and that's so scary. How, without a doubt, every single fan will say the same exact thing. That that game, I think it was in November against Juventus at Stamford Bridge was the last time Chelsea played well. And I think that was the last time Chilwell played. So it is scary. You say, so that's December, January. We're now nearing the end of February for three months. These guys have played completely not our garbage. That's crazy. Tugu came out today and he said, I, I guess somebody asked him about Lukaku. I haven't watched the footage, but I read uh, some of his quotes from the from the journalist on, on, on Twitter. And someone asked him, I'm assuming, how do you get the best out of Lukaku? What's up with Lukaku? According to the stats, he only had seven touches. I'm assuming the question went along that way. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? It's got to be on my Twitter. It's, it's easily accessible. So let me just go on Twitter and let me pull the quote. Because this is, this is I love this quote. This is like a great quote. He's being honest, man. Tuchel and Lukaku not touching the ball much. This is on uh, Nizar Kinsella. So I think he's like the gold.com Chelsea correspondent. He says, what can I do? I don't know. Well, we have to deal with it. The data is out there and it speaks the language that he wasn't in our game. With strikers, it can be like this when they lack confidence or depending on the game. Um, Tuchel added, it's not the time to laugh about him. He's our player and we'll protect him. But the first two sentences... What can I do? I don't know. I've been saying this all season. He doesn't know how to get the best from Lukaku. Conte picked up on this when he was doing media for Sky Italia at the beginning of the season before he got the Spurs job. He was like, he's not using him properly. He's making him... I, I forget exactly what he said, and I don't want to butcher the point. But it's clear to see Chelsea don't utilize Lukaku as he should be utilized in order to get the best from him. Coupled with that, especially after that interview, 
I think Lukaku is pressing to score at all costs. Not <laughs> pressing, not not pressing in the sense of you know like running after people and you know applying pressure, but like just the internal desire that I need to score in order to get back into the good graces of of people at Chelsea because I've let them down in, in some way. So his his inclination isn't to step forward and to play football in a way that you know as 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 we would use that phrase here he's like i am going to be as close to the goal as possible i'm going to be flirting with the offside hopefully rudiger or sar or somebody will clip a ball over the top and i'll score a goal when really what he should be doing is just getting involved in the game touches here touches there layoffs the the pieces of football that we saw at Inter, I know it was more on the counter and it wasn't possession-based football, but you're just involved in the team, you know, and you're combining with Havertz and Werner, Pulisic, Hudson-Odoi, whoever uh, Tuchel feels like putting around you. But he's just, I'm going to occupy this center back and I'm going to point to where I want the ball and somebody has to give it to me. And I think he's doing that because he just, he wants to score so badly that the the idea of just having an overall game has lost him, which I understand based on that interview that you gave and like wanting to make it right. But the way you make it right for right now isn't kind of losing your footballing ability to, to goal hang. You just need to get involved in the play. And once you're involved in the play, things will happen. It's an interesting one, man. You look at those seven touches and so forth, man. I think it's a mental thing. A lot of what, what, what you said is right. You, since that interview, you've not really been playing that well. And a striker's currency is scoring goals. That's why you're right in the sense of like, you just feel like, you know, all I just need to do is just put this ball in the, in the back of this net. You know, it's just to get that ball, shoot, boom. Hopefully you, you, you score. But he has to realize that this isn't like 1985 or 1995, you know, or even 2002. In today's game, the striker has to be involved. Yeah. The striker has to be involved. In most modern games, the striker is almost like another extra ancillary mid midfielder. So if, and, and again, like if you're not coming into midfield to add as an extra body to now create a situation and to create space, maybe that actually helps to contribute to Chelsea's difficulty in actually creating anything interesting against Crystal Palace, you know. So, um, Lukaku, he knows. He knows. Because, see, Lukaku isn't someone like Messi. Messi is a guy that can easily tune out of social media. So he's a guy that very much lives within the real world and his family and so forth. But Lukaku is, look, he's what's it called, rock nation, all this kind of stuff. So he's very he's very aware of social media and I think he'd be very aware of the memes, the insults, the abuse and so forth. You have to put yourself in his shoe. 12, 13, 14, 16 months ago, people were calling you, man, he's, this is one of the best strikers in the world based off of form. Based on form and what you're doing in whatever league you're, you're playing, he was one of the most informed strikers. Because it's, it's such a crazy journey. United, you were maligned, abused, ridiculed. You go to Inter, you're solely a respected top striker. Back at Chelsea, you've now reverted back to where you were at Man United. And it goes back to what I always said. Know your limits and be happy with where you are. If I was advising Lukaku at that time, I would say, Lukaku, whatever they offer you, take take, take it. These guys are in a tough place financially where they can give you what you believe you deserve. But they've reciprocated into Milan, i.e., the opportunity they gave you and the kind of haven that they that they gave you because trust me, if Lukaku was at Inter, he'd been he'd still be in a very much better position than he's now at Chelsea. But I think he thought, "Wow, I'm back. I'm not proving why I'm not top striker." You now go to a team where do you know you walk in that system? Because Benzema and Lewandowski put them in any system they they can work with because these are just extremely good players that are extremely talented. You're not as talented as those guys. So you need to be catered for and be in an environment that works for you because you don't have the adaptability that Benzema and Lewandowski have. So. Mm. 
I was looking just a few things and then we can move on because I don't want to make this complicated Chelsea show. <clears throat> I was looking at Lewandowski's last 10 games. I think that's what they give you on who scored. So I was just, you know, clicking around. And I was like, how how many touches do strikers like Lewandowski get in a game? Because I was curious, like seven, If is that abnormal? I know it's like the lowest number recorded or something, but I was like, is seven or below 15 or 20? Like, is that abnormal for a striker, like a top quality striker? So I just picked Lewandowski for whatever reason. I was going to do Benzema, but, you know, it was time to record. So, And Lewandowski was hitting like 30, 40, 50 touches a game consistently. Can talk about styles and German football is different than English football, and they're not the same player, but of course. Um, but if one striker is touching the ball 50 times a game and you're touching the ball 10 to 15 times a game, that's a big difference. And perhaps if Lewandowski is an archetype of what you want your modern elite forward to be, then I'm not saying you have to touch the ball 50 times, but it can't be seven, Romelu. <laughs> like, come on, bro. See, now this is this is way back before Ronaldo came through. So before Ronaldo as an R9 came through, mm. a striker was just there. So a striker would go like for 30, 40 minutes, have you touched the ball, gets the ball, boom, hit it. So it's like you're just there just to finish. You just because when you're, you're not here to touch the ball. So back in the days of like 4 4 2 or 3 5 2. Or four five one. Well, specifically like four five one, bro. You're, you're just the target man. You know, you don't need to be involved in this stuff. Maybe a little part, but no. Where he has just to give you that cross, give you that pass, and you put that ball in the net. So, well, Carl said something interesting in the group chat that Alan Shearer was making an argument for, and we all we alluded to this. We didn't say it in the same way, but it's the same principle. Is that in today's era? There, the 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 wide players aren't as interested as they were in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s of just whipping the ball in the box. You know, they're inverted wingers. They're trying to cut inside, maybe play a one-two with the striker, get the ball back and score. There's a reason why Salah is getting all the goals he gets. Like if he played in the 1990s, he, they'd put him on the left as a left-footed player and he'd just be crossing balls into the box for whoever the, the two in the 4-4-2 were. Willian and Pedro would be better with Lukaku than <laughs> Werner, Havertz, uh, Mount, all the, all, the, all the people that are there now because Willian traditionally as a right-footed player played on the right. He would have just been spamming crosses. If you, in, the, in the Super Cup, Lukaku's goal came from a cross from wide area from... Hudson Adoy, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't, it, it wasn't Hudson Adoy. Like that kind of play where you just have a wide man and he just crosses the ball in the box and Lukaku uses his height and heading ability to get a goal. Like if you kind of moved towards that game, although it, but as Tuchel, I could see that being just nasty. You know what I mean? Just put the ball out wide and cross it in the box. That just seems like disgusting. For a footballing man of the 2020s, we're just going to put the ball out wide and spam crosses, 50, 70 crosses to Lukaku's head. Like, no, I want my team to play football, play through the center, intricate one-touch passing and, you know, goals like that. So I don't know how they get the best from Lukaku. Conte knows. <laughs> Tuchel's already said, I don't know. No, no, so, no. Look, I think, look, Chelsea have to accept that. I think this might be a write-off, man. I okay, but have right what? And, and this is my last point on this. If Haaland, Haaland was the first choice of the club. I think we all know that. Like, they spent mm. time trying to get him. Haaland is another one who's in the last year of his contract. And Dortmund, to their credit, were kind of on the PSG vibe. We're like, nah, like, we're not going to let him go. No, he's in the second year of his contract. But this last summer was the summer that they could have made as much money because this summer is the one where he has the release Re-close, clause. Yeah. So this this was the summer where they could have got 120, 130, 140, but they were like, no, we're going to keep him. How much different is Haaland to Lukaku outside of mobility? And maybe you might say mobility is a big thing because Chelsea have lost some of their pressing uh, with Lukaku because he's big and bulky and he just, he kind of, 
Lukaku's pressing isn't bad. It's just not I mean, fast I mean, in a way I because like argue. he 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 angles himself to make the his like whether it's Havertz or Werner or Ziyech, the way Lukaku angles himself. If you're his teammate, you know where the next ball from the opposition is going to go because he does that part of it. It's just he's not in the tackle because he's not there quick enough. And maybe if it was Haaland, you might get more turnovers in that way. Mm-hmm. But but in terms of how Chelsea feed their striker when they have possession and it's, you know, two banks of four and or maybe a, a bank of five, a bank of four and a striker, I don't think their game changes that much with a guy like Haaland. I still think Haaland, he might not get seven touches. He might get eight, nine, ten, <laughs> you know? So it's a problem with how Chelsea play. It's not necessarily a problem of Lukaku himself. You know, he could help himself more, but he doesn't. doesn't. Look, see, see, as I already said, Lukaku is a system merchant, and you have to build a system around him. Mm. So if you're able to build a system around him, it's not going to work. Conte specifically picked Lukaku Mm -hmm. because he wanted to build his team around Lukaku, hence why he was so effective. With regards to Haaland, beyond mobility, I think Haaland is a better finisher, you know. Yeah, like when you look at some of the goals that he has scored, well, I'm not seeing Lukaku score the kind of goals that Haaland has 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 scored. Well, if you put Lukaku in the Bundesliga, you know we'll see. All right, my th- no no no. Before we go to the ad, <laughs> no my thing is put okay that's a goal that he's got against PSG in the Champions League, the 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 the, the, the second one against PSG, the one where I'm the net like almost like ripped off. Yeah, like I've not seen Lukaku strike the ball and and score a goal. Oh like no, no no no! Like Haaland is a is, he's a freak. In like, yeah, like, a, like in the, the most guy, respectful as a, way as a, as possible, he's, he's 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 ridiculous. He's an insane so. physical specimen. It's weird to talk about a white player like that, but you know, <laughs> yeah, man, that's, that's some get out stuff. Man. How how do you do an ad, bro? Just say that an ad is coming. Up. <laughs> I mean, like, there's don't put so much thought into it, but. So did Obama Yang get a hat trick, or was it two? Technically, he did. I wouldn't give it to him, but my thing is it's weird though. It's like see, I need to see, see I need to see, see the goal more times. When I saw the goal, I was like, how hard? But then people explained to me that the keeper was diving one way, and mm-hmm. as it hits Aubameyang, the ball changed the direction. So there's the argument is that without it hitting Aubameyang, it wouldn't have rapidly changed direction. Because my argument is that the quality of the strike more so made the goal than whatever touch Aubameyang made. But I said no, that Aubameyang touch really change the direction of the, the ball. So when when it's your team that's scoring, I think it's just the last person who touched it is they get credit for the goal, even if the ball was going to go in anyway. So what about a, a, a deflection? Yeah, if you deflect the ball and you're on sides and it's a legal goal, even if it was going to go in anyway, you get credit for the goal. It doesn't work the same way with own goals, I don't think. If the ball is off target, speaking of own goals, bro, I was gonna, I, it was gonna be goal. a slight <laughs> <sighs> transition or segue. Ah. <laughs> wow, well, you know, <laughs> speaking of own goals, speaking of own goals. Man. Okay, forget the point I was gonna make. This is the actual point. I only brought up own goals to bring up this point. <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand women's national team were playing the American national women's national team in the She Believes Cup, which I think we talked about last year or the year before last. But either way, America was up 3-0 at halftime. And, you know, you might think, oh, man, uh, America, man. I wonder who the goal scorers were. Ooh. You go on Google. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Okay. It's, it's, see, you see, it's not right that I say her name. Because the only reason you would say her name in this context is for something bad. Wait, wait, so, wait, 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 but she's an original gangster. Michaela Moore? Yeah, man. She she's she she's the OG, man. She's the original gangster, man. She's the OG. We've got to respect the OG, man. She she plays for Liverpool. You know she scored three goals for New Zealand since twenty thirteen and fifty appearances. <laughs> Our sister Moore scored three own goals. Do you know she it was a perfect hat trick? 
left foot, right foot header. Did you see that? <laughs> oh, oh. No, 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 no. Oh, I saw the first one. I saw the first one. Bro, left foot, right foot header. Yeah, 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 yes. I, I, I mean, it's, 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 it's like, do you, do you know what someone said? Someone said they, they, they may need like, um, um, what, what's it called? A psychologist. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't remember the last time someone scored three own goals in a game. I think I've seen someone score two own goals. I'm not seeing someone score a hat trick of own goals in a game. I, was it Jonathan Walters against Chelsea for Stoke who scored two own goals? It might have oh, been. I remember that. Um, might have been like 2013, 14, 15, somewhere in there. I, I can remember a Stoke player, I think, scoring two own goals. Or maybe two own goals were scored, but it might have been Jonathan Walters who did it twice. I've never seen anybody score three before. Now, the reason the psychologist might be necessary is if Jonathan Walters scores three own goals, like he'll be known for it in a sense, but that might not be the first thing you think about when you think about Jonathan Walters, if you even think about it. Yeah. The way that women, women's football is covered, this will be what you're known for forever. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if 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 Obama Yang, for instance, scored three on goals in a game, that's really bad. But he'll have, you know, his moments with Arsenal that you talk about, Dortmund, Gabon, etc. There's a whole career that you would take into account. The way that we look or perceive women's football, especially as people that watch it, kind of, like, we're not in it like that. She'll be remembered for three on goals her whole life. So I do think you probably do need somebody that... Because now you're plastered all over social media and this and that. Like it's it's you know, we're even talking about you on this silly thing. So don't take what we say any seriously. But like, yeah, that's that's probably a different level of stress. But then again, you weren't gonna beat America anyway. So how bad do you take it? Like America forced you into doing it. It's not like you just kick the ball in there by yourself. Like you know. No, for me, I don't think it's that deep, really. For me. I, 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 think... I would hope. That you don't take it to be that deep. Yeah, no, I mean, come on, it's a story. But who knows, think, you know? Basically, it's not that deep. Okay, it happens. Okay, fine. Like, it's it's America. It's the best team in the world. Okay, it's good. And also, I think what helps is that it was 5-0. So it's like, but my you thing is You were lost 2-0 anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. But, but my thing is that, you know, when people now want to now start to say, well, women's football needs something more. Like, this is just... People can just bring them as an example of like, come on, we can't take this seriously, so... It is what it is, man. I'm sure it's happened in the men's game as well. So it's just unfortunate that it happens like against the women, American women. People care about that. It's on television. You know, she believes all that kind of stuff. So what what are we gonna say? Obama Yang's hat trick. Obama Black Black Yang. Obama Black Black Yang. Firstly, there's like the messy argument of like he has more goals than Messi in one game. Okay, <laughs> yes, jokes, jokes. It's a good thing. I'm happy for him. Oh, yeah, me too, yeah. Because he's gone through a lot in the past month or two. You know, you get stripped of your Arsenal captaincy. You go to the Gabon camp. You think, you know, their, their team does well in the group stages. You think maybe we're going to play uh, round of 16, quarterfinal, semifinal. Who knows what we can do? He has trouble, him and Lamina. I don't know if he's done with the national team. I, I think Lamina retired from Gabon. I don't know what Obama Yang's done as yet, but he got sent back uh, by that coach who seems like a piece of work from the outside looking in. Um, and then you get your move to Barcelona because Arteta's just like, just go. <laughs> I don't feel like dealing with you. Just, mm -hmm. so, so just go. And he goes to Barcelona, and obviously there's pressure and people making jokes and all of that. And you know, you go, you get, you, I think, what's this? That's three and three now. So you're starting on a good on a good platform, to where even if you know if you just if you're a who scored merchant by the end of the season, oh, he has ten goals in however many games. You know, three of them came in the same game. But you know, yeah, I'm I'm happy for Obama, but I like him as like a as like a guy. He seems like a a down-to-earth kind of guy yeah, it's, in many it's, ways. It's so. Interesting, interesting. I mean, I just think it's unfortunate how things ended at Arsenal because I think he could have, he could have definitely been one of the most beloved oh, for players sure. at Arsenal because he bridged the gap between the fan and the player 
you know, Definitely. when you just look at how close he was to, to troops, how he recognized AFTV and so forth, and everything is like, wow, this is something like new of where a player, because really he was the first, I don't know whether the first, he sort of sort of bridged that gap between the player and this new rising thing of the fan channel, you know. Mm. So basically, wow, like, how is this not going to end if he just stays at Arsenal, continues playing and scoring, and boom, you know. No, so. he, it, I, I think in 10 years' time, he'll, he, I think he'll be remembered as an Arsenal player. Even though he played for Dortmund, he played with, I think, Senetien, he'll play for Barcelona. But like when you think about Obama Yang's career, I think most people, especially if you have an English bias, you'll think about him as an Arsenal player. Yeah. Even though his seasons with Tuchel and, uh, was that who he played for? How many seasons did he do? He must have played with Klopp, yeah? Yeah. He played with Klopp. He played with Tuchel. I'm not sure how long it was with Tuchel, but he played with Klopp. Because I know he played with the Us, so he was definitely with Tuchel for a bit. Yeah. Because, do you know, another thing I looked at before we started was how how have strikers done under Tuchel? And Aubameyang had some 30-goal seasons in Germany. So basically Mbappe and Aubameyang were his two leading scorers in the seasons that he's done with Dortmund and PSG. And Lukaku is Chelsea's leading scorer this season. Mount has seven goals in the league. Lukaku has 10 in all competitions. So there's that. So Wait, wait how many does Messi have in all competitions? Do you know? I do not know. It has to be at least, it must be seven. Messi. Wikipedia. Somebody must be keeping this thing up to date. Seven, eight, 20. He has seven goals in 22 games. We don't know how many minutes in those 22, but seven goals. So um, the has more goals than him in all comps this season. Write it down. Use it as evidence. Yeah. The yeah. last I already, time. I already have it marked. For, that's, 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 that's my next tweet, so. <laughs> um, This is Messi's goals in all comps so once he broke into the first team in barcelona we'll call it 2005 2006 and you know he was there in 0405 but so he scored eight in 25 and I'll, I'll, I'll just list the goal numbers okay so 17 16 38 47 53 73 jesus 73 goals in 60 games then he fought, then he backed it up with sixty goals in fifty games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then then a down year, forty one goals in forty six games. Nah, just come on, bro, get better. So then he's like, you know what? I messed up. And in the season they won the treble, fifty eight goals in fifty seven games. Then he had a down season, forty one and forty nine. <laughs> and then he he rebounded, fifty four and fifty two. Then he slacked off again, 45 and 54. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? I got to do better. And the 18-19 season we spoke of earlier, 51 and 50. <laughs> and then 31 and 44. And last season, it's Ballon d'Or, 7, 38 and 47. So he, the, the guy is he's nuts. Yeah. And this season, seven and twenty-two. So hopefully he'll get to double digits. I think he will, but I don't think he's going to hit twenty. No. And he hasn't not hit twenty since two thousand and eight. My theory about Messi, that I've said since the beginning, because I've I've been seeing people saying, "Oh, it's just it's the decline of Messi, and he's lost pace, and he's not the same physically." I'm like, what kind of cliff can you hit? He was the best player at the Copa America. Copa America. With Barcelona last season, I just told you he scored 38 and 47. That does this that doesn't even take into account his overall game, playmaking, assists, dribbles. That's just goals. That's just a stupid stat of it's not stupid, but it's just one stat. No, 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 of no, no goals. No. Anybody saying that stuff is not positive. Messi hasn't no. declined no. physically. No, it's, it's, and, 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 and if he has, if I could just land this one, because yeah. I, I I won't forget this one, I don't think. But if, if he has declined, it's you don't decline that much in that short span of time, barring catastrophic injury. So it must be environment adaptation rather than 
the guy's forgotten how to run in the span of three, four, five, six months. That's not realistic. It's more PSG, that thing, and then the stylistic differences between Spanish football and French football to where the same moves that work against Garcia, Torres, Fernandez, etc., may struggle to work against Dembele, Traore, Sar, etc. You, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't say that the Liga is a trash farmer's league one year. Then when Messi arrives, oh, the Liga is actually pretty good. No, it doesn't work that way. So because Messi is struggling, sorry, the Liga is actually pretty good. Whereas uh, before he arrives, like, oh, Messi's good on lubricates and test tube this, this, this league. Sorry. It's something very simple, which people refuse to accept, which is that Messi finds it hard to adapt. How long did it take before he found his range with Argentina? And all through those years, all Argentina where we're trying to do, we're trying to mimic Barcelona. Mimic Barcelona. I, he needs the ball and he needs those one-two combinations, you know. Because he's so entrenched in the Barca style, he finds it hard to really now operate as something that's radically different. And PSG is totally different from how Barca play. Yeah. So... Even when I'm watching the games, I'm like, yeah, he's having a few nice touches here and there, but he isn't doesn't have the same influence he has for Barcelona. When you've been at a club for like pretty much your entire career, and you now go to a different team with players that make different runs and make different decisions on the ball in a different league, yeah. it's gonna be hard for you to adapt, especially when you're doing it at this stage in your career. So you, you stole the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, so 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 my thing is that you see. Because I can't forget what people said. When Messi arrived, he was coming, everyone was like, okay, let's not take bets. 50 goals, 60 goals. How about this is going to be boom, boom, boom. And now that he's not, people, that he's not scoring, guys say, oh, but like, you know, it's not just, just, just about goals. You know, look at what he's doing. Look at look at the chances he's making. Mbappe is messing with the chances. You just ran the list of his goals each year. Mm-hmm. A player that puts up those numbers, Seven in 22 makes no sense. That is way too much of a drop-off. Like, if you were like a mathematician just looking at that graph and you knew nothing about football, you'd be like, hey, did this guy like get a major injury? Like, because you know, normally a decline is gradual, but a decline, okay, it's not ended yet, but you can't win the ballon. He won the ballon d'or like months ago, like two months ago. It's, 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 it doesn't make sense. And, that, and, that, that's what I'm saying. And, People no, no, can't no, give and, me the and, physical and, and decline also, argument you, while he's a you, you he's the reigning Ballon d'Or winner. Stop it. Wait, wait, you're also number one in every single category in the Copa America. Copa America was like a few months before. And oh, you sorry, were I guess top I shouldn't scorer, say that. Top assist guy, top dribbler. Something doesn't yeah, happen. That's what like if if he was trash at Copa America, if he wasn't the reigning Ballon d'Or winner, I could give you the physical decline argument. But he just had a great season for Barcelona. He was great in the summer. And then he won the Ballon d'Or for it all. You might say, oh, Lewandowski deserved it more. You're true. They invented an, they invented an award for him. But, bro, you can't give me the physical decline argument. A phys- Like I said, a physical decline cannot happen in that short span of time. Mm. Unless, like, a Ronaldo thing happens where your knee blows up. Or, you know, you tear your Achilles or something like crazy like that. That hasn't happened here. So it must be environment, adaptation, something. But it's not physical. Mental, maybe? But it's not physical. 7 and 22? Come on, man. Now, again, it's just goals. You can look at his assist numbers. I I think they're they're slightly better. You're feeding Neymar. You're feeding Mbappe. Like, you know, goal assist will come. It's a strange one. It's a strange one. Or maybe it's not so strange. What what you said was exactly what was in my head. And I'll just I'll add one more piece to it. If Messi had left Spain in 2015 after they win the treble, and he plays 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 in France, he destroys the league. Because he has this season even. Because he has enough time to adapt. And he's not... I think he's 34 now. Um, he would be, what, minus six, like 28, 29, somewhere in there. Like he would destroy the league because his footballing ability is just so outside of this world, if you want to put it that way. But when, you, when you're when you trying to do this 
move to a more physically demanding league in your mid thirties, people are expecting an adaptation period that I would guess takes 18 months, 24 months to be truly comfortable. You want that to happen in six, but then because he's messy, we need excuses because the narratives must run. So nah, the league is just better that this is that, that that is this. It's like, nah, man, this is a customary thing that happens to most players that leave a league after a long period of time and go to a new one. You need a period of adaptation. People thought Messi was above adaptation time? I don't know. Let's let's do questions. Yasser Saeed, is Jaden Sancho better than any winger Chelsea have? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ability-wise, yes. yes. Uh, it's, uh, Yasser Saeed is a United fan, guys. So take these questions with a grain of salt. Will Chelsea be better off with Bruno in, in their team instead of players like Mount, Pulisic, Havertz, Werner, or even a Lukaku? I'll give you this option. Bruno or Mount? In what sense? As an attacking midfielder. Like, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't as think it's that oh, yeah. oh, see, that's what you have to tell me in what sense. As an attacking midfielder. Oh, yeah, Bruno, 100%. Yeah. That's what they are. I didn't think it was that. Is that difficult? Oh, no, no, um, I don't, wait, I don't, wait, I don't. I don't know what Mount is. Is he an eight? Is he? I don't know what Mount is. So. A good question. Uh, a good point. Because he's he's played as a six, as an eight, as a ten. He's played wide. They because basically just, he, they, 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 they made he, him a jack of all trades. So he's not an attacking mid. He's not a creator. <laughs> he's so. I, I think he's an eight. I think so. Out of all young managers from Suleiman, Arteta, Stevie G, Vieira, Xavi, Nagelsmann. How would you and HH rank them one to five? So we have Arteta, Gerard, Vieira, Xavi, and Nagelsmann. So Nagelsmann is clearly the best here. Yeah. And then we have Arteta, Gerard, Vieira, and Xavi. You see, Gerard, it's still early days, man. But for me, I would say... I would put Vieira second based on... Well, would I? It's, it's, it's for me. It's 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 for me. You know, it's it's having Javi and Jared there is too much because it's too small a sample size. Javi because I can't count what Javi has done in Qatar and Barca. He's had what like eight nine games. A so, few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's too small. So so I think. Oh no, Gerard has time in Scotland though. So I would go Nagelsmann, Gerard, Vieira because we can look at what he did in France yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, Nagelsmann, yes, Nagelsmann, Gerard, Vieira. Arteta's Javi. And Javi's only last because too, 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 too small a sample size. And are you are we really paying attention to nah, Saudi nah, Arabia, nah, Qatar, nah, where, wherever? No, no, like let's 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 put shout, shout out to my Qatari brothers <laughs> out there, but, but, you know. <laughs> does does Chelsea have to watch over their shoulder that the rest of the teams do not drag them into a top four battle from uh Jack 365? I mean, you always kind of have to be wary of who's behind you. I don't know if they'll get dragged into to top four. Because I think the teams behind them are just too sketchy, but it's something to look for. Yeah, are we going to see a grandstand finish in the Premier League title race? We kind of talked about that one. Top four and relegation. Relegation's interesting. Yeah. Maybe we'll get into this next week, depending on what happens. But Everton, like yikes! <laughs> I don't think they've been that low before. Um, shout out Lampard, you got your work cut out, bro. Um, from at Eastern, the Eastern Border, high talking tactics. Thanks for getting me out of war stuff and political journalism for a bit. Will Barca actually do anything in the Europa League? They look very unconvincing against Napoli. Napoli are favorites because it's it's 1-1 and it's in Naples, this the second leg. So yep. my thing is for Napoli is how much do you really want to go for this Europa League when you're right in the midst of a Syria? But if Obama is playing the way he's playing, Barcelona, they, they can get results at Naples, but my money would be on, on Napoli to go mm. through. And these were questions that we had. People just put them in too late or comments from last week. So I'll just read these out. That way we can kind of clear the slate. Um, this is from Lyndon Boulevard 1. Um, hey, L- my, L- my, my NBA aficionado. Yep. I watched this video on the zone profiling Clarence Seedorf in the Champions League, which led to me watching one on Eto, uh, Ronaldo, R9, and it seems that football is going in the opposite direction of basketball, where today the NBA has most of its talent distribution um, in history or has the most talent distribution in history. I feel like the distribution of elite football players was much more dispersed 
Um, is footballer today or is football today having an elite talent problem? Salah is good, but compared to players of the mid and early 2000s, he wouldn't be on that level. Does world football need more elites? It's changed. It's a game now led by managers and systems and individuals. Yeah. So I don't know whether a Ronaldinho would walk in today's for, for football. Do you know because what it they is? Have to buy into a system. So a player like Totti in 2020 wouldn't be able to stay at Roma, I don't think. A yeah. player like Batistuta wouldn't be at Fiorentina and those kinds of teams. Like they would be poached by PSG City. It would just be too lucrative and they were too good to stay at those that level of, of club, whether it was for loyalty reasons or whatever the case may be. Like in 2000, when Totti was arguably the best player in the world, like where he had like, uh, obviously Zidane and those guys were there, but you know, the dude invented his own position damn near. Mm. And he could have gone to Madrid. He could have gone anywhere, but he was like, nah, I want to stay at Roma. I don't think that happens in 2020. He would, he'd be forced, like, PSG would back up the Brinks truck, City would back up the Brinks truck in a way perhaps that Madrid couldn't, and he would have to go. I don't think he would, uh, I, I want to stay with Mourinho and see what happens. Like, no, you're leaving, bro. If you do that enough times, then teams like Madrid, Barca, PSG, City, etc., they have these crazy squads with a lot of talent on them. And because there's no salary cap or anything like that in the NBA or draft process, you can kind of just spend $100 million on Grealish and ah, we kind of sort of don't need him, but I'm not going to let Liverpool get him. Or So we, yeah, we buy him, we pay him. When he plays, he plays. He wins trophies. Hopefully he stays happy. He's not going to stay at Villa. You know what I mean? Hmm. And I know I've slightly put Grealish and Totti in a kind of sort of comparison. I apologize. Um, I think that the money in football is way too much these days at the top level for great players to not play for clubs that can pay them kind of the commensurate money that their talent demands and deserves. Whereas in the 2000s, perhaps it's like, do I really want to leave for just like 25,000 more? Ah, I'd rather be a legend here. I'm happy here. But if somebody's coming doubling, tripling, quadrupling, quintupling, whatever that word would be, my salary, I mean, staying at Roma would be nice, but bro, it's money to be made. So it's an interesting point that could go into like the salary cap discussion that we always have. Like maybe you could only, if you could only spend so much money on players, then you could only have so much talent. And then other teams would get the talent that kind of wastes on the bench. Worst defender you've seen live. Hmm. This guy says Titus Bramble, Longley, Piquet, David Luiz, Mustafi, etc. Worst yeah, defender I've Bramble ever seen. I mean, it, between Bramble or Longley, I say. Ah, okay. Who's better, Zidane or Ronaldinho? <laughs> I'm not answering that, bro. Who's better, Zidane or Ronaldinho? Okay. Who's better at the sport of football? Is Ronaldinho. Meaning, like, if you played on the beach, if you played futsal, if you played 11 aside, 5 aside, it goes Ronaldinho. If we're talking about association 11 versus 11, maybe it's Zidane. I think his game maybe translates better to that. But if you're, like, bro, if you're in the park, you're not going to pick Zidane over Ronaldinho, are you? Mm, no. Because you want... You want that thing that Ronaldinho has. It, it, it translates everywhere. But in the particular 11 aside, we're going to play in a World Cup game. We're going to play in a Euro game. It's a Champions League final. Maybe you would want Zidane. Ronaldinho is just too good in small spaces that you, you couldn't pick anybody else. Lastly, which player best epitomizes it's not how many you score, but when you score? He said Drogba and Higuain come to mind. Yeah, yeah. Drogba, Inzaghi, Baggio. Who's the reverse? Have you ever thought about this? Who's somebody that scores all the time but doesn't have when you score? Immobile is another one. Like, look how many goals he scores in Syria. But during a, a big game, you can't rely on him, you know. So 
Like um, it's not when you say it's not how many you score, it's when you score. People think of the when you score guys. I'm thinking of the how many you score guys. Like Thierry Henry has a lot of goals, but not a lot of them in like cup finals and things. Yeah, yeah. To where that's what even spurs the Drogba on rediscussion in that way. Because you can give Drogba credit for finals in Europe. <laughs> you get into AFCON finals, it gets a bit mm. sketchy. But that's how that argument stays alive when it, it shouldn't even be a discussion. Like Thierry Henry is way better in everything except maybe like, I don't know, chest control or heading. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I always think maybe like flipping the argument is quite interesting. But yeah, this has been Talking Tactics Podcast. We thank you guys for spending some time with us just over an hour. And yeah, we will see you guys next week. So remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all of that. Yep. Whatever podcast app you're listening to, follow us, subscribe, whatever the process is. Do that. Um, have hope. What's coming out? What you got? Champions League week, mate. Champions hey, League week, mate. You still forgot about that. Big totally. week, baby. What's is there a, a big big game this week or was that kind of the Madrid? PSG no, 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 it's, no, 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 really. I mean, Chelsea, Lille, Villarreal, Juve, Atleti, mm. Man United, Benfica. Yeah. Out. I mean, there's some narrative games that could happen. Like if Lille win, if Manchester United lose, you 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 might hit you know 5k on the stream. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? You might even be hoping for it. But yeah, check us out. Talking Tech, this podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.